Thank you for downloading this podcast from BJOG. The human body harbours assorted, multifaceted and copious microbiota, the composition of which is influenced by body site, host genetics, environmental exposure and host age. It has been estimated that one quarter of preterm births are associated with microbial invasion of the amniotic cavity. This raises the question whether screening of the vaginal microbiome early in gestation and implantation of strategies to alter its composition is a viable strategy to prevent infection-related preterm birth. Previous reports have suggested that microbiota membership remains relatively stable in the vagina, gut and mouth during pregnancy and pregnancy outcomes might be predicted by features of the microbiota early in gestation. This could allow instigation of interventions to reduce the risk of preterm birth. Assessment of the vaginal microbiota can be performed using various next-generation sequencing and PCR-based platforms, with gene sequencing enabling the precise identification of bacterial species that are present. In the February issue of BJOG, Tabatabai and colleagues report the results of a study of the vaginal microbe composition as assessed by sequencing the V4 region of the 16S ribosomal RNA gene using self-collected samples from women who went on to have early or late spontaneous preterm birth and women who had a term delivery. Vaginal microbial community oligotypes with lactobacillus dominance was associated with a decreased risk of early but not late preterm birth. Furthermore, using a classification scheme that separates the dominant bacteria into five community state types, the predominant bacterial composition in women with bacterial vaginosis was associated with an increased risk of early but not late preterm birth compared with compositions with low diversity and non-dominance of lactobacillus. The choice of examining the V4 region of the 16S ribosomal RNA may not be ideal and it limited the investigator's ability to precisely identify bacteria on a species level, as discussed in an accompanying mini-commentary by Steve Witkin. Nevertheless, this study is the largest analysis based on next-generation sequencing to date and indicated that detection of vaginal microbial composition in the first trimester could be used to identify women who are destined to have early preterm delivery. As studies exploring the association between specific vaginal microbiome composition across pregnancy and risk of spontaneous preterm birth reach a consensus, the next step is to determine whether alterations in microbial composition are possible and whether this will lead to a decrease in the rate of preterm birth. The management of menopausal symptoms in women who had breast cancer and in those who have undergone risk-reducing salpingoophorectomy because of BRCA carriage is often difficult as the safety of hormone replacement therapy in these patients is uncertain. Alternatives to hormone replacement therapy may alleviate symptoms, but their benefits can be outweighed by adverse effects in some women. This issue includes two papers concerning control of menopausal symptoms using psychological techniques. Van Droyl and co-workers present the results from the PURSUE randomised control study of the short and long-term effects of mindfulness-based stress reduction and report improvements in quality of life but not sexual functioning or distress. Another paper, a systematic review and meta-analysis of 12 RCTs investigating the effects of mindfulness, cognitive behavioural and behavioural-based therapy for natural and treatment-induced menopausal symptoms, concludes that psychological interventions reduce hot flush bother in the short and medium term and menopausal symptoms in the short term. 
However, there were too few studies on sexual functioning to perform a meta-analysis. These two papers indicate that psychological therapies have an important role in the management of women with menopausal symptoms, especially in women who wish to avoid hormone replacement therapy. Sexual functioning in such women is clearly an area that needs further research. Thank you for listening to this podcast from BJOG. We have been reporting the best research in women's health since 1902. We are keen to hear your views. Tweet us at BJOG Tweets. You can find more podcasts at www.bjog.org.